Hello, and welcome to Pressing Matters, a fly-on-the-wall-style podcast about WordPress, business, and life. Your hosts are Ian. Hello. And Jack. Hello. Ian's a plug-in author and works for Delicious Brains, and Jack runs better notifications for WP and his web design agency. Let's get on with the show. This episode is sponsored by Fastspring, the full-service e-commerce solution that enables software companies to sell more, stay lean, and compete big. Find out more on fastspring.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pressing Matters, first one of 2021. Ian, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Jack. Really belated Happy New Year. We've we've been quite slack on actually getting uh, podcasts recorded in 2021, um, but it's what is it, February, <laughs> mid-February already? That's pretty poor, yeah. but I like to think we've had some good excuses. There's been lots going on, and it's just been busy, hasn't it? Like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm just struggling. We're UK lockdown, number three, mm. again. Um, mm. So both both kids are at home for the majority. Youngest is still at nursery three days a week. Bizarrely, nurseries are still open, but primary schools aren't. Um, so yeah, it's rough. It's tough, it is tough. It's like hard to focus on getting work done and like making sure all the hours are done uh, but it's tough on the kids so yeah it's 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 back to the grind really i'm really looking forward to the better weather the spring um yeah what about yourself how's things yeah yeah um sort of similar i guess in that um it is an odd situation my daughter's at home being uh homeschooled my wife is doing that she's working from home um obviously and then uh, my son fortunately this time around um has been able to go to nursery um he normally isn't at nursery on thursdays but they've had space because more people are at home so there's more people to take care of children at home so they haven't Mm. needed the space at nursery so we've been able to utilize it which meant that it's been a little bit less hectic than i would say the last two lockdowns that we've been through which is good um but yeah it's okay i mean previously my wife was actually working in my office with me um during the last uh well well since since she hasn't been able to go into work you know and um she's now working in the house to also do homeschooling with my daughter so um, I've actually got my office back and I've actually nice. enjoyed that as well so it it all feels very different um, to the last time which is uh, it's been quite nice but yeah it's been very busy very busy indeed um, like you say like nearly middle of February and you think where on earth is that time gone it feels like only a week ago we were kind of you know started back after Christmas it's it's just yeah. it disappeared and and it's crazy because normally you know, time only disappears when you're doing a lot of stuff. And I guess we are doing a lot of stuff, but in a completely different way. And I don't know about you, but I am well and truly into the um, into the flow of, you know, working from home and not going out and all that sort of stuff. So I guess we've gotten into a, a more productive routine of doing stuff, I guess. Maybe that little break over Christmas is what we all needed to mm-hmm. help us to do that. I know it did for me. Yeah, it was nice not to do too much over Christmas. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. It, normally time flies when you're having fun, but I don't feel like that's quite the case at the moment. It's it's a bit of a grind, but it's um, at least from a work point of view, it's still like things are okay, things are busy, things are, you know, we're, we're able to work on our own stuff and, and push that forward. Um, but yeah, I just having a, having a nightmare this morning, just woken up to like a mass load of sentry errors. Um, to do with the plugin rank server i was making some tweaks last night to the there's basically like a a, a, lots of jobs that run in the early hours of every day to go and refresh from plugin rank all of like the positions for all the search results 
um, data for keywords and plugins and all of the up-to-date plugin data because it does a sort of a daily refresh and that job's been working pretty well but um I th- yesterday i was like the queue had basically locked up in the middle of the day so like a new person signed up to plugin rank added their plugin tracked some keywords and the keywords appeared with a very nice pro- progress bar that normally just like refreshes instantly because it's gone off and the queue job has um has run and it's refreshed the data from the API and and then just it appears and it was stuck and like that's not happened before so there was something going on with the queue and it, I found out that there were some really long running jobs uh, that had just infinitely going on forever and um, had stopped the running of the queue properly um, <gasps> uh, yeah WordPress's API is fun and games man so basically if you're searching for you go to the plugin uh, repo and you search for images, for example. Mm. There's a ton of results, plugin results for images. There's actually 450 pages of results, each page having 20 plugins on them. So there's mm. 9,000 plugins being returned as a total um, results, uh, you know, results set, but in pages. Mm. But if you if you're iterating through those pages in, with the API, which you can do. If you get to the last page and you get the last sort of set of however many results per page and then you go to the next one, normally you'd have an empty result set because there's no more to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but if for, for that term, that keyword term, there's like uh, it's it's filled out the maximum amount of to 9,000. When you request the next page, it just gives you the last data, the, the last results from the previous page so my looping mechanism expected the API to behave normally as it would do for anything else. Like if you've only got 20 pages of results, after the 20th page, it will return empty so you know to stop getting the data. Um, mm-hmm. But if it's 9,000 records, it just doesn't sort of indicate that there's no more and it will just continue and it will just give you the same data again and again, which is pretty pretty crap. Um, so, so you're now looking for a duplicate? Yeah, I'm I'm looking for sort of the the last page really based on this sort of idea that there's 9000 and if it's over that and there is a duplicate then bum it's it's stopped. Um mm. so that 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 sort of solved my problem and in doing in finding that issue I found that I was doing some like not very performant way of processing the queue so I fixed that or so I thought and then this morning the queue kicked off to do the refresh the daily refresh and like it just completely maxed out the Redis, um, the the memory on the server because Redis, which processes the queue, was just completely like blown. I just I just kicked it over by putting too much into it. So yeah, woke up this morning to sentry errors, users DMing me saying plugin ranks not up, which I kind of think is a good thing because it means people are looking at it. But um, mm. yeah, some some early morning sysadmin like DevOps stuff, whilst. Uh, Whilst watching CBBS with the kids, so yeah, that's all fun that's and been, games. That's been the morning, yeah. So now I'm just it's just slowly looking at it, making sure it's running nicely now. But yeah, uh, it's so annoying. I don't know if you ever find this. Like I've, I find that I'm not saying I'm psychic or anything, but you think of something like, oh, it's pretty good. This hasn't happened for a while, and then the next day, bam, it happens. Like I yeah. must have been thinking in the last week, you know, plugin rank from a um, infrastructure point of view. 
has been ticking over nicely. Like I've just been adding features and there's been like a couple of odd bugs in the UI, for example, but the core infrastructure of getting the data and processing it daily has been pretty bulletproof. I had literally thought that this week. And then I make a change and I wake up and I'm like, damn it, Ian. Like this is <laughs> self-inflicted, but yeah, it's uh, unfortunately it's like, you know, you, you, you have to learn wh where you are with stuff. And like, this is a completely kind of new thing for me to be running a Laravel app that isn't just a Laravel app, but it pulls in data, it has a queue, it has all this sort of asynchronous processing, um, mm. server, Redis, like, oh, scaling, you know, because at this point, it's got a chunk of data in the database, and it's growing mm. rapidly. So yeah, mm. there's, oh, there's a lot of learning going on with it. But yeah, fun. Anyway, yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult, though, to know, you know, there's no way of predicting those things like the last page would just repeat itself. There's absolutely no way because you have no idea no. what that API has been coded like, you know, you've got no idea, you know, what it could do. It could, it could return the first page again, for all you yeah. know, or the last yeah, page, exactly. it could, it, you know, could just start again. There's no way of knowing at all. Yeah. Is there? So there's, there's you only know cases. to fix it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, oh, I'm glad you got it fixed, though, and everything's up back up and running again now, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it, the data is not fully refreshed for today, but it's, you know, it's in, it's getting there and it's good. I mean... It's catching like, up. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a, a happy place with it, even though today's been a bit of a nightmare because, like, I don't know when it was, January or early February, I hit $1,000 MRR, so monthly recurring revenue uh, mm. for the app, which I think I said to you before privately, like, I'm I'm really happy with that because you know that that's grown launched it in July or August maybe um mm -hmm. and I think if you if you're building side projects or something $1000 1k MRR is a kind of like the initial goal um and it's hard to get there so I'm glad it's it's there and it's growing and there's more people coming on sort of you know every day or so there's trials and there's people requesting features and yeah I'm 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 in a happy place with plugin rank and it and it still solves my problem, which is you know to build my own plugins and grow them. So yeah, it's mm. as much as I'm fraught and complaining this morning with with the situation. Um, it's 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 in a good place, but yeah, yeah, so that's, yeah, no, that's, that's great. Sysapp admin rant over for the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no that's great. No, that's that's really good. It's it's good to hear that it's doing so well, and you know I use it and. Um, I've uh, I've had some great successes with it, so you know um, you should be very pleased with yourself. Even if you have these little bumps in the road every once in a while, you know uh, it's important to remember that you've you've done something good. And also, I think that the bumps in the road they're important. You know you have to have them as as a learning step. They have to keep you on your toes. Um, otherwise, you get complacent. You know you might get a bit sort of overconfident with what you've built. And I think that's they're, they're very important things to have to go through and, and fix. Yeah. And also they alert you to other things. Like you say, you know, you, you're doing something yesterday and then you notice that a bug somewhere. And yes, that's caused a problem now. But you know that overall, from where you were yesterday morning to this afternoon, plug-in rank's going to be better than it was before that. So it's fine. It, it all yeah. works out. Yeah. And I think the other thing I've noticed as well, or realizing that, like, you know, even though I'm kind of building it on my own and did have a freelancer originally helping me push it forward a bit. But, like, I don't know. Uh, uh, more um, from a higher level than just this with plugin rank, but just realizing that there's such a support network of people around that you know you can build almost good friendships from people on Twitter in the WordPress space, like the people mm. I work with, um, 
you know like you you can kind of rely on on having a bit of help if you need it like whenever mm. i've got server issues i'm on slack to ash who works at delicious brains as well and he's you know it it's so good to have people to like and speaking to you about stuff like either helping with real problems or rubber ducking when you just need to talk through something but also having you know people on twitter that you can just uh, message and say oh we help me out with this or can you you know like it's 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 such a weird world isn't it where especially with lockdown and the life we're living during a pandemic that you know i speak more to sort of twitter friends in air quotes than i do my real friends or you know my school friends or my uni friends or any you know like uh it's 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 such a strange realization for me to forge a digital sort of life more and more but actually it's awesome like you mm -hmm. wouldn't have met people or or know things or you know have grown in certain ways if it wasn't for you know essentially twitter and online life um yeah no, absolutely and it's funny you should say that because it's made me realize that um i think it's during you know the pandemic during covid and that over the course of the last year i think people have become nicer online um mm. i've definitely noticed that i feel that there's more of a community recently and i couldn't put my finger on it and i think it's because everyone's in the same boat everyone's at home everyone's helping each other some people got loads of time because they've you know got less work on or they've been laid off or whatever and then other people haven't got so much time but everyone seems to be doing something together so you know i think it's it's been quite nice and i've definitely found and talked to uh, more people on twitter you know even though i'm not as active as as i as i am now i'm not as active now as i was a few years ago but i feel like the quality of the relationships i get out it's much better uh, one yeah. of the best things i did as well for feeling like part of community and this is not a sponsor or anything is i joined the post status slack last year um or became a member of post status and that's just been brilliant that's been really good and yeah. there's a nice nice community on there i think so and some good good healthy debate and everything it's yeah it's just good it's just good yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah i think at, like post status i've been a member of for a long time um and initially i think it was to me the draw of the post status was the weekly newsletter email that would summarize sort mm -hmm. of events or notable things that are happening in wordpress and pass on good links and information and and that was quite a key thing for me to to follow um and I, I've had my issues with post status because that's dwindled over time. And I think they focused it on the Slack community, putting people together in the community. And, and initially, I don't think to, to me that felt that useful in relation to the newsletter. Um, mm -hmm. But actually, the Slack community is awesome. Having kind of this giant place, well, it's not giant, but a place where everybody within the WordPress world who is making plugins, doing themes, creating hosting platforms, sort of all the product people uh, within WordPress where you can just reach out to and say like, oh, my plugin's doing this, it would be cool to integrate with yours. Can I, can I, can we get some like help to do this? And, you know, people just reply and instantly because they're on Slack as well. And like, the, yeah, that's, um, I've, I've definitely seen a benefit of that over the last year or so, more so than I did before with the Slack. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Um, talking of products and stuff, how's your stuff going? Yeah, really good. Yeah, I've spent um, pretty much all my time since the beginning of the year, starting back over Christmas, um, rebuilding and improving on the bet notifications for WP website. Yeah, it looks um, awesome, by the way. So good. Yeah, thanks. I've, I, yeah, I basically started rebuilding it, fiddling with logo fonts, things like that, right from the first week, just to kind of get a feel for what I wanted to do with it, what I wanted it to look like. Um, and then I have been 
I, I built the initial version of the site and launched it about two weeks ago, I think, and I've been iterating on it ever since. And I've got a notebook full of stuff that I'm doing to it, and I'm just chipping away at it every day. So, like for example, the, all the content more or less stayed the same, apart from like the main salesy pages. But then it was things like the all the screenshots were well out of date. Uh, I mean, they they still look represent, representational of the of the plugin, but there were some feet, you know, some features miss, missing. There was like a a screenshot that showed uh, that should be just of the free core plugin, but it had some like uh, of the field from one of the add-ons in it, and I and I just had to go through everything. So yesterday, one of my tasks was to go through and screenshot and annotate all my. All, all, all the screens in the plugin and all the add-ons. So it took a while, you know, there's the core plugin and there's nine add-ons. And then mm. stick them into the site and find all the screenshots and replace them and everything. But they're good. They're improvements. And, and already I feel like, you know, uh, that what I'm offering, what I'm showing is is much better. But all these things take a lot of time improving the speed of the site. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, sorting out like social proof, changing the marketing, looking at some of the wording, just yeah. tons of things. It's daily. It is absolutely daily, and it's taking up all day, every day at the moment. But that's exactly what I want to be doing with it at the moment. I um, mm. I kind of realized that the plugin itself is actually pretty decent, and the reason why I'm not releasing regular updates to the core plugin is because it's actually very stable most of yeah. the time. Um, and it's only if there's a bug or a change in a recent version of WordPress that it needs to be updated. So I thought, well, I don't need to be powering on with the development right now. I know I've got a roadmap, but I need the thing that I really need to do is improve the website because I've just had websites for it that will just do and do the job they're meant to do. They don't look yep. very nice. They're not going to help me in any any major way. They've just been functional. And I think that that just shows the organic growth of the of the plugin and it as a side business for me. But as I mentioned in the last podcast uh, before Christmas, that um, kind of client um, plugin sales had overtaken like client work um, in terms of income last year, possibly the year before, but I think it was last year. I've looked since, and since doing that, I realised well, I need to up my game on this. I need to do a bit more to it. So that's what I've been doing. I've just been doing that ever since, and I've been thoroughly enjoying myself, especially as because I launched my other plugin, Content Notify, last year as well. In the summer, similar time to Plugin Rank, I think, and that was like my new baby, my new thing. I was really excited by it, and it was great fun to develop for. And I kind of fell out of love with better notifications. Not fell out of love with it, just you know, it was it was the thing that I didn't want to be concentrating on, so I yeah. had less time for it. But I flipped that on its head, and now I'm feeling the same way about Content Notifiers. That oh, I've got to support that as well for the moment. But I'm really mm. enjoying working on better notifications again, like. It's like, you know, like rediscovering like your first love or something again. It's been really, really nice. And it's a welcome change to how I felt in the last year towards it. So, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I know I've said it a few times, but I've been thoroughly enjoying myself. Nice. I'm glad you because you've shifted, like, as you say, from, you know, just pushing ahead with the de with development to basically working on marketing. Because, you mm. know, at, at some point, adding new features or improving the plugin is going to be good for existing users, but it's not necessarily going to like make a massive difference to bringing in new customers and creating new revenue. Um, mm -hmm. But marketing will, because all the stuff you're doing to the website, anything that's sort of SEO related, improving the copy and, and then working towards, um, I guess, content marketing and stuff like that you're going mm -hmm. to do, that's, that's going to make a bigger difference, I think. 
Um, so nice. And it's uh, yeah, you're probably more refreshed with BNFW because it's a new, newer challenge rather than slogging on development, which has been the same thing over, like, over a number of years. Um, so yeah, yeah. But I know yeah, what absolutely. you mean. You, I, you can you can basically turn something that's a side project that is you know really enjoyable. You can make it in your head to be like like the day job that you don't want to do, and then the new mm. thing is the thing you want to work on. Um, and it's hard to it's hard, isn't it? Because plugin rank was similar to that. It was like the passion project. It was the thing that I really was interested in, and I kind of neglected WP user manager. But that was so silly in terms of like if you stack them up with revenue, why would I be not focusing on user manager? Um, yeah, yeah, and I felt you can't tell your brain way. to do that, can you? No, exactly. No, I, I kind of came to the same conclusion about content notifying better notifications. You know, better notifications uh, as thirty thousand users. Content notifiers premium only, and um, it's it's not got that many users. It's got it's had it's get sales. I get I get fairly regular sales of it, but it's nothing compared to. Uh, Better mm. notifications, and um, I, I, you know, you, you just enjoy it because it's because it's new. Um, but it's, I think sometimes you know you build something and you just have to let it be for a while. Like there has to come a point where you just take a take a step back, take a break. Because whilst it's good to keep developing and keep kind of pushing on with with the development of something and just keep chipping away at it, keep you know always be turning up, always be delivering that kind of thing. Sometimes you just want to let it stew for a while, give your head some space to think about what you want to do. And actually in that time, because I haven't been focused on the development roadmap that I want to be sort of developing, mm. I've had some customers purchase it and go, oh, I'd like to do this, or I bought it because I want to do this or whatever. And they can't do it exactly as they want to do it, but they could do it a different way. And then it's led me to think down other avenues. So for an example is... Um, Content Notify has a form that you fill out and create a subscription for a post type and you know a whole bunch of different parameters, terms, and so on. And I've just finished implementing and or uh, logic into it. So at the moment, it it was using or between all the taxonomy. So if you want to look at say I don't know property listings in a specific town and that's also you know say two to four bedrooms or five bedrooms or whatever it might be, those Mm. were or things. So if any of those happened, then it would send out a notification to you and alert to you. but people said, well, we want and, we want, you know, a place, we want a property listing in this place with, you know, three bedrooms or whatever, with this, with that. So you need and logic for that. So I've been working on that. And it's actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be to implement, which is quite good. Nice. Um, but uh, so I've, I've done that and um, added, what did I add? Oh, uh, alerts for media, uh, you know, attachments, updates to attachments, things like that it was actually very easy to put together as well. But um then people were saying, well, you know, we use this on a membership site already. The people are already members. They're all details already there and we can hide certain films fields like they, their name and their email address so they don't have to put those in and they're all to populated because they're already logged in and so on. But we don't necessarily need to let them sign up for stuff. It'd be great if they could kind of create that subscription whilst they're signing up using like a custom registration form using something like, you know, WP User Manager. Yeah. And I said, okay, you can't do that at the moment. But what you could do is if you understood how the data was structured when you're creating a subscription, you could then kind of use some kind of hook to push that information through Content Notify, let it do all the formatting in the database and create a subscription because they are separate. Subscriptions are separate. You don't have to be a user to be able to create them. That's the whole point is that they're not tied to user accounts where better notifications, it's all about user accounts and user roles. Yeah. 
but it's left me to think about that. Now, that's not something I would have ever have thought of a couple of months ago at all. It may have come to me eventually, but I would never have gotten there if it wasn't mm. for people coming to me with all these different ways. And it makes total sense. So I need to write some kind of a hook that allows them to kind of feed data through it and stuff like that. But um, just mm. taking that little break has given me the opportunity to just take a step back, have a little listen and um, and see where I want to kind of take it really. Because actually the original yeah. roadmap that I had went in one direction and you can see it moving to a slightly different direction, which is better, is arguably better. So mm. um, so yeah, so that's what I'm kind of doing yeah. at the moment whilst I'm working on better nice. locations. I think you, you're right though, you need to, like, I think there's this idea that if you're trying to grow a product or grow a plugin, that you need to be, you know, releasing new versions and updating it and doing development on a regular basis and kind of just hacking away at it on, on an ongoing basis. But actually mm. growth can come in different ways, like you need to um, push the dev, do that, get that done. And then you can pause and you could work on the marketing site or you could work on the road, like thinking about the roadmap or improve onboarding. Like it doesn't all have to be around features and improvements. Um, like I was trying to, I was saying to you the other day what I was planning with uh, WP User Manager and there's probably like two, I've been trying to do like a monthly release cycle where it's a new version of the main core plugin. It's possibly a new add-on it's possibly a new feature. It's possibly also a new field type for the custom fields add-on. I'm trying to do that once a month. But there's a point where I think I've got two more to do that will introduce two new add-ons that are being developed and or finished off. And then at that point, I could probably let it sit for a while and I don't need to um, push so hard on new features or dev and I need to then go back to the marketing side. Like I, I've mm -hmm. definitely got some improvements to be made to how people... Uh, go from purchasing to installing the add-ons or multiple add-ons that I've got, you know, maybe improving something around that um, and kind of mm. working on that user experience of the journey from purchase to, to install and using it. Um, and that's all That's all growth, isn't it? Because that's going to improve things. Um, it's going to reduce support maybe. It's going to um, make things easier for the users. So, yeah, it's, it's good not to be just purely doing dev because, again, that's like, it's hard, isn't it? If you're a one-man person, a one-man product or plugin, and you're a WordPress plugin developer, that's all you know. That's what you're good at. That's what you're, you know, you're going to be focusing on because it's sort of the bread and butter skills. But like we've said so many times, and you just said today, it's even just like marketing, updating the site. It's a full-time job. Like mm -hmm. as a one-person band, you can't do it all, but you've got to try and do bits of everything. Um, so yeah, stop in development is a good idea at some point. Yeah, absolutely. I think it there is a there is the risk that if you charge yearly as well, that you know, and you're asking people to renew their license, and they see well, you haven't placed an update this year. Why should why should I update that? Well, firstly, you might well update it that year, so that's why you should update it because you're 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 kind of saying okay, I'm paying for a future update, not an update that I necessarily had. But sometimes, you know, that you, you'll have it, like I've got an add-on for Profile Builder, which, you know, takes BNFW and makes it compatible with Profile Builder, so you can override Profile Builder um, notifications. And Profile Builder hasn't changed any of their notifications. There's no, there's nothing different. The BNFW's integration with it has never broken. I haven't released an update for a couple of, for a couple of years. But if you need that feature, plenty of people buy it, it works really, really well. 
you know, mm. and you can continue to use it. And if it breaks with like a recent version of WordPress or something, you know it's going to be fixed as part of your, you know, your purchase, your yearly renewal. So there is that. But I think sometimes, you know, just releasing, you don't have to release little and often. You could do one really big release per year on one of those add-ons, you know, or a premium mm. plugin, whatever it is you're doing. And that justifies the cost of renewing every year. But I think you have to be, you know, there you run the gauntlet of never updating because you don't need to because it works really well, but also expecting people to pay for no updates, mm. but also expect there there could be an update. So I think if as long as you do like at least one big update a year, I think that's not so bad. That's kind of the conclusion that I've come to. Not little enough and just one big one. Yeah. And it does get harder the more mature your product is because if it's a younger product or plug-in and you're going to necessarily get bugs early on so there's going to be often releases to fix those things but if you're two three years down the line of development and it's matured and you're not getting those bugs coming in yeah you're right you're not going to see the updates i do think worrying or thinking about that is sort of tied to um knowing our metrics as plugin owners as you know as as merchants because i was speaking to somebody yesterday and they were very switched on with the numbers they knew about what their renewal rate was for their plugins. You know, the the drop off from purchase one year, the next year, do they renew? Like, is it a fifty percent renewal rate? What's the drop off and the decay of those users over time, like over over multiple years? And I don't feel I understand my stats enough. I've granted, WP user manager only started doing auto renewals, like the renewals actually started kicking in in September. That's just gone. So mm-hmm. I've not got a full year to understand the renewal rate, but I'm certainly not in a position to calculate that very easily. And I think that's a a, a limitation more of EDD uh, and understanding the data. But I think we we make assumptions based on um, not knowing the data. If you know what I mean, like we should we should understand what our renewal rate is. Like Delicious Brains, for example, Brad's on top of the renewal rates for all of the plugins. Um, monthly, mm. and knowing how they kind of um, are, are faring in that in that sense, but I don't. I'm not like I don't know that for my plugins. So, yeah, it's it's getting that um, empirical kind of evidence in front of us to understand that like, okay, that add-on for BNFW, like you've just mentioned, what is the renewal rate typically for people after the first year, um, or do they, you know, uh, is that a problem if you've got a high renewal, fifty plus? renewal rate it's i wouldn't even worry about your updates people are paying for the support people are paying to support the product because they Mm -hmm. you'd hope they'd understand that you've got to pay to kind of keep keep these things working and running um yeah but yeah i think i need to i need to be smarter this year about understanding like customers and and the activity on my site and understanding like where um you know what's the like I introduced lifetime licensing uh, mm-hmm. at some point October, I think last year, and I okay. need to understand what the breakdown is if people are buying the annual bundles of add-ons, but people are also buying the lifetime bundles. Like, what is the um, percentage there? Like, I, I've from what I look at and discussing it with the person yesterday, they, it, you know, my lifetime uh, pricing is actually quite low. It's so it needs to perhaps be higher. I'm probably seeing more lifetime purchases than I should, which is then hurting mm. renewal um, revenue going forward. Um, because if if the lifetime license is too cheap, people will buy it. 
and not buy the annual recurring. So I won't maybe see two or three years where, or three three plus years of renewal revenue. But yeah. I'm only I'm only getting two and a half up front, or just under two and a half, with the current lifetime pricing. So it's what I'm trying to say is it's getting we need to get more data in front of us to make these decisions rather than like there's a bit of a gut feel way of doing it now and that's me not just you you know um yeah yeah absolutely actually something that i've done uh in january was move from uh pound sterling to dollars us dollars yeah yeah um so that that's come with an interesting um issue in itself which i'll say in a minute but firstly i the, the hardest part is actually there's a whole bunch of issues around that so firstly i'm in england so i charge GBP for everything. Moving to dollars has been something that I've I've thought about since before I even released my first add-on. Like when I go to charge, what do I? What currency do I do? It's either going to be dollars or it's going to be pounds, one or the other. Yeah. And I've been pleased with using pounds. Um, I think there is less uh, res- not restriction. What's the word I'm looking for? Less. Um, I don't know resilience uh, to understanding dollars. People understand dollars more or less. The thing that comes with that in my experience, has been that you as a shop owner don't necessarily know what that translates to, and you are beholden, obviously, to the uh, you know conversion rate mm. from one currency to another. Um, the first thing I noticed was it was coming in in dollars, and I had to account for that in my online accounting software. I use zero, mm. and uh, it was coming in. So <clears throat> my site will create an invoice, send it off to zero, and then a few days later, the payment will come through via Stripe, gets deposited in my bank account and I've got to match them up. But the amount that was coming yeah. through is converted by Stripe automatically in pounds, but the yeah. invoice was in dollars yeah. at the original amount. So I've got a very elaborate Zapier zap that will take... And, and uh, Stripe were not helpful in this at all, by the way. They, uh, they basically told me that what I wanted to do couldn't be done. Well, after much digging and a lot of stress and probably some screaming, um, I did find that through a series of API calls to the right, you know, like Stripe, you have like CH underscore, which is the charge, and then TXN underscore, which is the transaction and stuff like that. Through the, yeah. a series of API calls to these various kind of components, these various sort of uh, identifiers in Stripe, you can get the converted amount from your account, the figure. Yeah. yeah. But it comes out as a four-digit number. So, if, for example, if it's £50, it'd be 5000. So then you have to divide it by 100 to get 50.00. And all those little things, I had this fairly elaborate zap, which basically finally found the amount in Stripe to convert it and then match up the invoice. And because you currency, it does a currency conversion, you get a very specific pence amount for Mm. every uh, transaction that goes through, even if they're a couple of minutes apart. So it means that my invoices, I don't have to search through, right, someone's paid £49 for this um, add-on in amongst these other five people that have also bought it in the last, say, week. So I've got to work out, you can work out more or less via their email address who bought what and, and match it up to their associated invoice in zero. But now that, and it, but it, you know, you always have to go back and forth. It just takes longer than it sort of, sort of should. But now that there's a very specific pence amount, it, it matched them automatically for me nice. all the time. So actually all the time, and I worked this out yesterday, all of the time that I spent creating this Zapier Zap, which was the best part of a day, it's already paid for itself in terms of my time because it's so much yeah. easier, which is awesome. But the other tricky thing is that if you have recurring uh, payments enabled on your site and you've moved from pounds to, uh, well, you know, to, from one currency to another, if the payment fails, 
and they try and manually renew it because they've missed an email, they've been away, you know, whatever the reason might be, the card's expired, whatever, uh, they can't do it because you cannot have, it sees it as a new payment, even though it's a manual payment for an old product, an old renewal, and you can't have oh, yeah. two different currencies associated with the same user account, it, well, in EDD anyway, easy to download. So what's that? what that has meant is that I've put a message in the renewal emails that say, you know, your thing is coming up for renewal. If you don't renew it in time, you might have to buy it manually and I'll have to provide you with a coupon that, you know, gives you the difference kind of thing. But then you have to do it under a different user account and so on. So, yeah, it's it's come with its own share of kind of problems. But I feel like the um, yeah. the barrier to entry is probably going to be reduced for a lot of people moving forward, like new purchases and stuff. And I it's a bit early to say, um, but January was quite a slow month for sales. But February has been pretty good for sales so far. And I'd like to think, although I don't have a great way of measuring it before yeah. and after, and it's very difficult based on the time of, you know, the time that we're living in during a pandemic and so on. I'd like to think that it's because of the efforts that I'm putting into marketing and changes to dollars and all the rest. So yeah, it's, long story. You can long. definitely say that the dollar change will help. Like you say, it's going to reduce friction. It's going to reduce friction at checkout because, you know, it's a dollars is a global currency. People are very used to buying WordPress plugins in dollars, so that they're, they're mm. not going to have to think as much to go two hundred pounds like. What what does that mean to me as a Canadian or as a US citizen? Like yeah. what like it, the, reducing friction on checkout is a massive thing. So yeah, that's that is yeah gonna help most definitely. It's interesting what you're gonna and say about most the, of my the users Z are in the US anyway. I've noticed so um, you know yeah. that, and and that only comes with having installs and data to deal with. So it's very difficult to make that decision. The, yeah. Actually, on as a flip side of that as well, um, the price is reduced slightly to make it more palatable um and more yeah. kind of consistent with other similar offerings across the uh or, or not offerings but other plugins with add-ons and so on across yeah. the board so you're so, going to lose um, out yeah. on individual prices on individual purchases in terms of revenue but if you increase the amount of orders then you're, you're going to be probably winning in the end yeah yeah nice it's interesting you're saying about the zero stuff so i was having i've had i've been using free agent for ages or for years mm. and now with like plug-in sales and everything I had to create something, I think, just maybe last Christmas, that um, I've changed my Stripe payouts and my PayPal payouts. No, PayPal does it individually, and Free Agent does sort of reconcile that for me. But with Stripe, I've changed it to a, a, week, a monthly payout um, mm. for user manager, for example. And so that then goes into my bank account as one big payment from Stripe in uh, Free Agent as well and so i'd set up basically something that sits on my edd site that integrates between free agent edd and stripe so it says right okay let's go through and look at all these orders that have come in in the last month or so in edd get the order id get the amount um go and find all of the unexplained payments in free agent for this bank account which you'll find like one massive one and then it will go and go to stripe and say okay what what payouts have you done recently? These are all of the transactions that have been paid out in this big chunky payout. And these are the transaction IDs for these charges. Match them to EDD. Get the converted rate from the charge, uh, the payout balance item, I think. So mm -hmm. obviously, if it's the payout from Stripe to my bank account happens a month, once a month, 
the conversion rate then is different to the time of purchase. Um, so yeah, it do, it takes care of all of that for me, which is nice, and then just marks all of the orders with the correct VAT um, based on the EDD VAT. So yeah, it's that was again something like you you spent ages building, but running it every month is so much easier than manually reconciling or like messing mm. around with it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Can you not add Stripe as a bank account to free agent? No, no, because Stripe oh. is Stripe is. Stripe is Stripe, and it will pay out to your bank account. So yeah, it's you can not that I know of, um, but I think that's kind of the best way to do it because you end up, um, you know, only reconciling data that goes into the bank account rather than Stripe, um, but it reconciles it with individual orders from EDD. So yeah, if I've made two hundred dollars this one month and it's from two customers, um, it will it will mark those two transactions in free agent with the correct VAT and VAT rate and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Xero works, I think, I mean, I haven't used FreeAgent, but I think Xero works slightly differently in that you add your bank accounts and you create invoices, and when an invoice is paid and you receive a payment, uh, when a, an invoice is uh, created and you receive payment for that invoice in your bank account as a, as a like a line item on, on your bank statement, it will go, is that for this invoice? And you say yes, and you reconcile it. And you can add Stripe as a bank account. So every uh, every bank statement item line, if you if you will, in Stripe is someone doing something, a transaction. So someone buys something from uh, my site, pays through Stripe. You'll see that as this person, this amount. And then, of course, because I'm creating a, a, a um, an invoice in Stripe via EDD as well, or via Zapier, you know, in the middle. Mm. Then the two go. Okay, we've had a, a, a pay, we've had a payment in Stripe, and that matches this invoice. Reconcile that against each other, and then when you get a payout from Stripe, it just sees it as a transfer between the two bank accounts within Zero. So you've got your Stripe bank account transferring uh, a payment into my main bank account, and you you can set it up as a as a transfer. So you're just mm. shifting money in Zero from one bank account to another. Yeah, and. Um, it, it's very slick. I mean, I'm, I've always been very happy with it. I haven't used anything other than Zero, but I have absolutely no reason to um, kind of move from that. I quite like their what they've got, but um, and, it, and it ties into my account. Uh, my accountant has it and access and all that sort of stuff, so it works quite well. But um, yeah, it might be might be a solution. I mean, Stripe changed how they integrate with Zero. I think last year and Zero changed to, I think they were like shutting down their old OAuth services. So things like the EDD Zero integration um, add-on extension, whatever you want to call it, like was going to stop working in about March, I think. So I ended up creating uh, Zaps to kind of handle all of that for me uh, using the EDD Zapier extension and then Zapier and it was all, that all worked really, really well. So I've actually got a huge amount of control over what I can do now, which I'm delighted with because, you know, finances, that's the end thing. That's the thing that happens after the sale. You want to be focusing on building the plugin, doing the marketing site and letting the sales happen, reconciling it and working out how it goes into your bank and all of that. That is not something you want to be dealing with. That should all be automated. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's just when you want to solve a problem for yourself it just you can go down the road of doing over engineering it and sorting it out whereas actually as you say it's after the the fact of the sale and you want to be concentrating your efforts on the other side but you've got to get your accounting sorted um zero sounds cool though because free agent you literally can only add a bank account which is a proper bank account a paypal account or a credit card 
you you All can't right. um, connect Stripe. You can connect Stripe to allow you to take payments for your invoices but you can't yeah. connect it to kind of like you know get all the data um oh so yeah, yeah. no i think zero go from a uh, bank account down sort of approach so you can add as many bank accounts to it as you want or as your package allows and you can also set up paypal and stripe as uh, ways for people to pay invoices as well which is quite good so yeah maybe worth looking into you never know yeah, but then that's a massive hassle, changing everything. Sorry, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> it is, yeah. No, you're not wrong. My morning has begun to get ruined by more sentry alerts. Oh, man, I'm oh, really no. having some memory issues on the server. Um, anyway. Is that because it's catching up? And it's just running well, longer than it normally does? No, it's, it's doing everything it should do, but whether or not it does it at a quieter time in the mornings. But, it's yeah, it seems to be having trouble with... All the jobs that are running, God knows what's happening. But anyway, yeah. Well, we can wrap up. You know, we've we've yeah. It's nice to catch on for long enough. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to. I like. We've got a couple of people. I think that it would be good to come on, bring on the podcast, and get some guests um, lined up for this year. Um, But yeah, it's nice to catch up and just talk about what we're doing. And and obviously, hopefully, that's been good to listen to. But if you are listening and you'd like to. I don't know. Suggest a topic that we could talk about, um, something that's a pressing matter on on any listeners' minds. Then please, you know, get into contact via the website or just ping us on Twitter. Um, but yeah, yeah, nice to talk to you, Jack. Yeah, and you. Yeah, I tell you what. If you want a tiny topic, I found out mm, the day before yesterday that Get Template Part, the function within WordPress, has been updated with version five point five, and now allows a third argument. Uh, third parameter as an argument so you can add um, variables into it so I was using setting a variable and then using an include to kind of pass yeah. it in you can huge, use that's so good yeah it is yeah I'm going to start replacing it wherever I see it now there's so, definitely yeah, some delighted. nice developer developer uh, focus features that have been added in five five four onwards I guess I think there's definitely been some improvements to developer there's there's a couple of new things coming in uh, to do with post and post parent um, functions I that saw, I saw that, being yeah. tweeted about yesterday, whether or not that's it sounds like it's the, the biggest concern there from the developer community is more that because those that those functions have kind of been um, needed for a long time that plugin developers or site developers would have created their own um, functions that are mm. going to be the same name get post parent or whatever it is that then as soon mm. as well, five for five seven drops there's going to be some um you know function already exists kind of errors um so yeah maybe wordpress needs to think about prefixing better or obviously developers do anyway but yeah on that note yeah, hmm. yeah it's been good to talk yeah and you and uh we will arrange for the next one hopefully it'll just be in a few weeks uh this time and we will yeah we'll speak again then it's been great catching up yeah nice one jack take it easy yeah and you bye